Welcome and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Now let's join Pastor Jamie Tasker for his message. But I want to talk to you tonight about worship. But in particular, breakthrough worship. A worship that changes everything. You see, whether you realize it or not, we all worship something when it comes to life. I can remember many years ago, Fiona and I had bought a new car and... I like this car. I washed it all the time. I, it, was, it was immaculate. I kept it shiny. I had uh, five spokes, speedway mags on it, and it was lowered and had low-profile tyres and tinted windows and all the works. So. Had a nice Alpine stereo, had spotlights. It was, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> it worked. Let's put it this way. And uh, we would take it off-road, and as soon as we did, I'd go straight to the car wash and wash this car. And you could say, I worship this car. Then came that defining moment. I received a phone call from someone I love so dearly, had an accident in the car that I worshipped. I'm not naming names. (laughs) You know, we can laugh about things like that, but it's amazing how we can have these life-controlling things that can grab a hold of us and really don't do us any good. I had the privilege a little while ago of part of the the, uh, great privilege of being a pastor is I get to do weddings, and I conducted a wedding for a couple, and this gentleman, he idolized his wife. Now, guys, you do have to do that. We know what the Bible says, husband, love your wives, as Christ loved the church. But this was at the point where I thought it was a, a little bit over the top and I really felt for him and I put, you know, we had our premarital counselling and I said, bro, it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when your wife is going to say something and let you down and how are you going to handle that? And uh, we talked about that and unpacked it. But, you know, it can be dangerous, the things that we worship, because worship was really only designed for one purpose and one pers- person alone. You see, worship, it's not just an action, it's a a lifestyle. You see, true worship is an honor of your will in an act of your submission to your heavenly Father. Worship will do for you what worry could never do. But what happens in that moment when your worship is hindered by your circumstances? Are you hearing me this evening? Have you ever wanted to worship, but all you kept hearing was what you did wrong? When the enemy, he keeps bringing up things like what you used to do, what you used to be, how many times you missed it, how many times you messed up, and then you beat yourself up. I just wonder if there's anyone here who's ever been in that place of condemnation this evening. You see, there's a worship that changes everything. And you can say to me tonight, well, why, Jamie, why does worship matter? You see, because worship is the one thing that our God, he cannot give himself. You see, our God, he can do everything, but he cannot do what he cannot do is worship. You see, in order to worship, you need to have something higher and bigger than yourself. And there is none higher than the most high God, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, when we lift our hands and we let heaven know, I acknowledge that you are my king. 
and we let the devil know you have no authority over me because I am from another kingdom. Our God is worthy to be praised, my friend. But what do you do when life has broken you? What do you do when life has arrested you and you've been held hostage by bad decisions? What do you do when all you can remember is the things that you've done wrong? I'm here to tell you tonight, there is a worship that can change every single situation. Are you with me this evening? It'll break the chains off your life and it can cause you to run free into the destiny that was created by God. Are you ready for breakthrough? Some of you are. Mark chapter 5. We find a man who the world had given up on. It's quite an interesting passage of scripture and I want to encourage you to go away and look at it this evening or over the weekend. But is there anybody here that's ever felt like the world has given up on you? Have you ever felt like you've been sized up? You've been underlooked, undervalued, underappreciated? Anybody here ever felt like nobody ever understands you, even those who are close to you? Isn't it amazing that those who are close to us can just miss us? You see, here is a man that everybody else had given up on. He had no hope. He had lost and he was lost and he was, had created a lot of bad decisions. Nobody wants to see him, but what he didn't know was that in an instant, his life was going to change. I feel that that's a message for some of us here tonight. I pray that come the end of this evening, your life is going to change. As you take your eyes off of self and take your eyes up to him. Your breakthrough is here this evening. Mark chapter 5 verse 1. It says, And they went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes, where Jesus got out of the boat. A man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been chained hand and foot. But he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. His nickname was the Hulk. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. I'll skip down verse 15. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, distressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Here we have a man 
who everyone had given up on. I mean, this man was so filled of the fruit of bad decisions that he had made in his life. But, you know, even after some 2,000 demons were in this guy, Jesus came to see him. I really think Jesus wants to teach something to us about this tonight. You see, clearly God, he loves you so much that before you were even born, he paid a price for your life by sending his son Jesus so that you could not just have eternal life, but have life abundantly. He loves you, my friend. This guy we read about, he's living in a cemetery. (laughs) Pretty weird place to live. But he was an outcast, and the only people who would come along to see him was to check if he was still in his chains. Do you ever have people who come by and speak into your life and all they bring is negativity? You know, I think sometimes in life we need to let go of some people who are around us and have a circle of friends around us who bring life to us, who people who love God, people who honor God. And people who help point us in the direction of the destiny that God has for us. People who will fight for us. People who will help you get into your destiny. You know, another thing I think that we need is to spend more time with God today. I saw a couple of pictures on Facebook today and it was was quite an... uh, I, I laughed at the moment. But it was a mother who had taken pictures of her daughter. And, you know, it was all cute. But the daughters were sitting there on their phones. I thought, you know, we've become a society where we are more consumed with our mobile phones and social media. I think for some of us, we just need to put Jesus in that speed dial on our phones. We need to text Jesus. And who knows, one day he may text you back telling you how much he loves you, how much he believes in you, how much he is for you, the fact that he prays for you. Will you take time to spend time with Jesus? You may be here tonight and some of you may not have seen the fruit of your prayers yet. I want to encourage you, don't give up. Don't ever let go of the dreams that God placed in your heart, whether it was two days ago, two weeks ago, two years ago, or even 20 years ago. You see, if God said it, he will always complete it, my friend. There's a reward with your name on it. He will not withhold from those who walk, who walk uprightly. But you see, your reward is also coming today. Your reward, it's not in things. Your reward is in the King. Your reward is in the King. And when He comes, He brings every part along with Him. You get his grace, you get his goodness, you get his mercy, you get his blessings. When he comes, everything comes without God. It's who he is. Goodness is his nature. Goodness is what he does. He is for you, my friends. You just need to worship him. You see, everything that you need is in Jesus. I don't think you heard me there. Everything you need is in Jesus. Everything you need is in Jesus. Will you stop looking to the left? Will you stop looking to the right? Will you fix your eyes heavenly, heavenward? (laughs) If it's a word, I just made it up. Will you focus on Jesus?
In Mark chapter 3, Jesus, he begins to preach and teach to a multitude. Pretty amazing things happen. And then he says to his disciples, his then coming apostles, let's go over to the other side. You know, we know what goes on from there. And A storm rises up. It tries to sink the boat. Jesus gets up, tells it to back off, goes back to sleep. And then in Mark chapter 5, we see Jesus encountering one man. One man. He left the thousands for one man. Jesus, he was preaching to the thousands and there was no storm. But when he crosses the sea to get to the other side, it's when the devil attacks. You know, there was something about that one man that God didn't see in that crowd. You know, our God, he is so gracious. Our God will always leave the crowd to look for the one. You know, the Bible says that when the man who had been in bondage for years, it says that he lived in the mountaintops and then he lived in the tombs. In other words, he was living in the highs of the highs to down into the lows of the lows. Have you ever been there? It says he would cut himself with stones. He was stuck in a cemetery of his own bad circumstances And then all of a sudden, grace came to him. See, grace, it's not a feeling. Grace is a man, and his name is Jesus Christ. Grace came across wind and wave and opposition for one man. And what do we read? The Bible says that he ran and he worshipped. But you notice, as soon as he worshipped, the devils cried out, What are we to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God, they said. You know, last time I checked, demons, they cannot worship. But one thing they can do is they can acknowledge. You see, worship is an act of your will. It honor and submission to the Father. So if it wasn't the demons worshiping, well, who was it? I believe it was the man. You know, it doesn't matter how hurt you are how broken you are, just keep worshipping. You know, if you have a mentality where you think you have to come to Jesus when we are whole, none of us will make it. Don't focus on what you're struggling through or how many times you've failed or what you used to do. Just simply keep worshipping, keep praising, keep fighting. Don't give up point your worship in the direction of Jesus give him some praise if the team could come up that would be great (laughs) you know the Bible says that the man worshipped the demons opened their mouths but I want you tonight to know the power of worship everybody had given up on this one man But there was something about him that was so powerful, it took some 2,000 demons to hold him back, but they still couldn't stop him. They still couldn't stop him. How did he even know who Jesus was? I mean, it says he saw him from afar. But yet there was something inside of him that was still looking for an answer, something that was still looking for a saviour. He saw something. I believe people here tonight are seeing things. And I'm not talking about just in a negative context. 
our God is here. He's real. He's speaking. That still voice you hear, he's speaking to you. He's asking you to come to him. This man, he ran to Jesus. He fell down. The demon said, what have we to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? You see, it doesn't matter how hurt you are. If you can see Jesus, my plea for you tonight is run to him. Don't give up. Jesus, he came across the ocean. He fought for you, my friend. Jesus, he's saying, I I need people who will come to me. I need people who will come to me and worship me in spirit and in truth. People who will worship me despite the circumstances, the challenges they are facing. I'm believing for breakthrough to take place in your life tonight, my friend. Your breakthrough is here. That mountain may seem significant that stands before you. But the good news is, my God, my daddy, he he can move mountains. When he speaks, stars are formed. When he breathes, life is given. He is the king of kings. There was none before him. There is no one greater than him. He speaks life into you, my friend. Will you worship him this evening? We hope you have been encouraged by this message. For more information, check out our website at desertlifechurch.org.